So here's the thing. With Grace and Carly and it's season two. We have been able to do all this thanks to this free app called Anchor. We use their creation tools to create our podcast just how we want it. And then it does all the work distributing it to places like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. And we make money. That's right, folks. You two can talk into the oblivion and get paid to do it. So no matter the size of your following, even if you still only have those 12 listeners. Or if you're mega famous like us. Well, more or less. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and get started on your very own podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to So Here's the Thing. With Grace and Carly. A very warm, happy holidays to all our listeners, which we found out has grown to 17. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Thank you, everyone who listens. Suck on that, Lily Moskovitz. What? And today we have the Great Santa, Santa Showdown. Showdown. <laughs> Enter Christmas music here. <laughs> we may put Christmas music in, or we might be lazy and not put that into the recording. I, I guess, guess you'll you, see. Yep, you'll find out <laughs> when you listen. So today we have set up a March Madness style bracket for you with. Eight Santa Clauses that we think deserve to be in the final showdown of sort of fictional Santa Clauses. And our goal is to hit that under 60 minutes so that you guys don't get cut off like you did last time. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so we're going to be as zippy as we possibly can be. While still fully giving you all the things you need to know. Exactly. And also Grace is going to eat her squash dinner while we're doing this because I didn't plan my time well today. <laughs> but before we do anything else, we should probably give you our list of contenders. Um, this is not based on any prior criteria except for the Santa Clauses that Carly and I wanted to talk about. So you're going to get our either favorite or most interesting Santa Clauses. So we have, do you, do you want to go? We'll do, you say one and we'll say That's verses. It'll be great. Fantastic. That'll be adorable. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'll start with Noel from the Noel movie on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. I thought it had a different name. It's just called Noel. Noel is going to be facing off. The Santa Claus from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from the Chronicles of Narnia movies and book, but we'll do the movie. This is going to be an interesting one. Yes. And then... And then we have Chris Kringle from The Miracle on 34th Street. Yes, and Chris Kringle will be facing off, real tough one here, the Santa Claus from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the stop-motion classic <laughs> from the 50s. Ooh. <laughs> we have spoiler. some thoughts, but you know what? You're gonna we're gonna get to we're those gonna in get a there second. in a second. All right. On the other <laughs> side of our bracket, we have. Oh, I'm gonna do this one. Okay. Start. We have Tim Allen's version. I forget his character's name. I feel bad. I don't know. Maybe we should have researched this one more. Scott. Scott. Calvin. Calvin. Scott Calvin. That's right, because he has the same initials. Scott Calvin as the Santa Claus from the Santa Claus franchise versus Jack Frost. <laughs> From the third Santa Claus movie. <laughs> this one is specifically a joke for Megan Reinbold and Katie Helmke, so I hope you're listening. Oh, um, it's going to be a show off. Our final matchup is going to be who <laughs> we have dubbed Hot Santa, or actually Annie Jankovic has dubbed Hot Santa. and uh, From the Christmas Chronicles? The Christmas Chronicles. On He's Netflix. called Nick. It's played by, um, I can't remember his name. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. Kurt Russell. 
Um, hot, hot Santa. Santa. <laughs> and he will be facing off. The Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa. From, again, the stop motion. He is... Classic. Yes, the adorable little redhead. Oh, okay. At least in the first part of the movie. Um, we wanted to include all the Santas that were given to us as, like, ideas when we asked for ideas about Santa Clauses. But we also don't want to run overtime like we did last time. Um, but to give some honorable mentions, I would like to give a nod to Billy Bob Thornton's bad Santa. He didn't quite fit in our lineup this time around, but it was an inventive outside-of-the-box choice. I loved Absolutely. it. Anything? Oh, do you know what? The the other one I wanted to give an honorable mention to was, who was it? Is it John Travolta in the new, like, what, Capital oh, One commercial? The commercial. <laughs> that was such a funny idea, and if we had more time, we would absolutely, absolutely tackle him as Santa Claus. But we also loved all of the suggestions. Thank you so much for the input. Um, and we are excited to get down into it with our Santa showdown. I'm going to move right on into... Our first matchup? Noel versus the Narnia Santa. <laughs> All right. So, so Noel, if you haven't seen it, again, that's the one on Disney Plus with Anna Kendrick, and she's the first female Santa mm-hmm. that I believe that I know of. Uh, which I think so. Gives her mad points. She gets a leg up because that's a big deal. I was telling, I was telling Carly, this is probably the toughest mashup for me. So we're starting off strong because I, if you know me, you know my thoughts on the Chronicles of Narnia. I, that's my childhood. I love it so much and it's going to be so hard to turn my back on Narnia Santa. I'll talk about that in a second. But (laughs) the little deaf girl in the shelter looking at, like waking up looking at Noelle in this big ass Santa suit. It doesn't even fit her. It's just Anna Kendrick trying to deliver presents. And she's like, Merry Christmas, Santa, is like the single feminist, like most feminist moment. And it's in her little sign language because the Santa yeah. can speak all sorts of languages. I and... did cop that from Miracle on 34th Street, but it worked. We're going so... to Miracle on 34th Street next, Grace. Okay. Hold on. All right. <laughs> but, but still a good thing that we get to see. You mm-hmm. know, like it's not something that's always shown super well so i do like that skill that that santa has <laughs> i think that's fair and noel has a really interesting journey as well um and she's very unique she doesn't know that she's going to become santa till the very end of the film which is a fun little twist um also bill haters in the movie bill i feel like great. the movie itself is not great but it did cast a couple of really good performers in it I think Noelle is a pretty good Santa in terms of, like, the message that she spreads throughout the film of, you know, Christmas is not all about gifting. And even receiving, sometimes it is literally just about the love and support that we give one she another. She that in the movie, which mm-hmm. is really great, is that she doesn't come in... Like, she has flaws, which is huge for me as she a person. She serious that She flaws. has some serious flaws at the beginning that she totally works through. And by the end, I think that makes her a better Santa because she has learned. It wasn't just, like, gifted magical Santa powers mm. to be like, you just have the spirit of Christmas. No. She's like, no, I understand that sometimes it's hard and we have to work for it. And and she it's the family it and the togetherness. and uh, So good good points to Noelle. Mm-hmm. And then the Narnia Santa, which I'm just going to let Grace speak it. to the haters real fast because she has been I wanting saw, to tell this to people. I saw something, I think it was on TikTok, that 
it was one of those things like talk about a movie moment that you'll never understand and someone was like why did santa give a six-year-old a dagger in this movie in like in narnia and i'm like you idiot you dumb idiot she uses it she uses it like three chapters later she needed the knife he knew she needed the knife um which is why i i love this iteration of santa i love the movie iteration of santa james cosmo is a phenomenal like very serious and stoic santa claus i i think he might lose to noel just because he's such a tiny little blip in the story but i i think it's so it's so magical the way he's introduced is incredible because you think is a total psych out you think it's going to be the white witch which i think is just in the movie i think i believe the book is different but they do it really well in the movie and they're really scared and then it's him and at the very end when he's like, and Merry Christmas, it's just, it's so rich. And you get the little Lucy, told you he was real. He gets some points, too, for, like, astute gift giving. That is true. Those gifts are damn good. Mm-hmm. They are all, like, everyone uses their gifts yeah. in the course of the story. <laughs> they need those. And, like, true, he gives Lucy a dagger, which she does use, which is good, but he gives her the little he healing gives her the juice, juice of the fire flower. And Edmund would literally not be alive. <laughs> a lot of Narnians would not be alive if he didn't give Lucy that fire flower healing juice. Which is so important. Very important. Um... <laughs> So good gift giving. He gives Peter the sword, but he gives Susan a weapon too. So he's not. They all get a weapon. They all get a weapon. Wait, what does Edmund get? Edmund is not there. He doesn't get a present. Oh, that's right. He's not there. He turns his back. (laughs) He's still the white witch. Reading his choices. Poor Edmund. Poor Edmund. One of the hottest people. I know. It's a bummer. Skander Keynes turned into like a Republican politician. He was super hot. That was like my sexual awakening. (laughs) The earliest form of my sexual awakening was Edmund from the Narnia movies. We can talk about that in a later podcast. All right. Time to choose. We maybe give this one to Noel. I think. It breaks my heart, but she's a better Santa. She's a better Santa, and it's just a lot of it is down to the size of the role. Exactly. (laughs) There's just not enough to go off of in the Narnia Santa, even though I love the Narnia Santa. Give this one to Noel. We're gonna give it to Noel because feminism. <laughs> um, and she learns some. Things. She learns some things. She really does have a, a well developed character in a very silly movie. Alrighty, alright. Chris Kringle, Santa Claus, from Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street versus Rudolph. So we put this in here just so we could roast the Rudolph Santa <laughs> because. I don't know if you guys agree with this, but if you don't, shut your pie holes. <laughs> the Rudolph Santa sucks so hard. He's, he's so the mean. Worst. He's, he's so, so mean. Bad. He's prejudiced. He's he he is grumpy. There's not different races of people in Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, but for the metaphor they are trying to make, he is racist. He's a racist. Hide that nose. No, 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 no. He's mean-spirited. Actually, you know what? That might correlate better to, like, a LGBTQ narrative. It might be. Which he still sucks at. Anyways, he doesn't like people who are different. So regardless of whatever different is trying to portray. Until he he can capitalize (laughs) off of it. But he's so grumpy. The dirty capitalist. Also, elves... Just have to be elves, and the little elf that wants to be a little dentist 
doesn't get to be yeah, a dentist. Yeah, they, like, send him away. And it's like, why are you so dramatic about this? You eat so much candy. Someone needs to fix your teeth. Someone needs a dentist. So he's mean and he's bad. And he loses. Because yeah. the Miracle on 34th Street Santa is very good. Yes. I don't... I will wait to, like, launch into my full um, essay on how much I love this version of Santa. Because he'll be matched up against someone later. And it will be more important to bring up these points then. But Richard Attenborough's Chris Kringle is the best thing on the planet. I love him. I did not grow up believing in Santa Claus. And this is the only movie that I'm like, if Santa Claus was like this, I'm like, I could get into it. (laughs) I could get into Santa being like this. Also, the movie is just incredible. By the way, I'm talking about the 1994 remake not the original with Natalie Wood. The remake is better. I'm sorry. Get over it. This is what we're going with. <laughs> um, Mara Wilson is wonderful. Dylan McDermott, when he's like 25 and a lawyer. Oh my God. Forget about it. So here's the thing with Grace and Carly. Here's the the thing. remake is better. The remake is better and also 100% beats Rudolph Santa. Without a doubt. Get out of here, Rudolph Santa. Not Rudolph. Capitalist Rudolph's asshole. not bad. Rudolph is wonderful. Rudolph we like. But Rudolph should Rudolph not Santa. have had to go on that hour-long journey <laughs> just because Santa didn't like that he had a red nose. It's not that different. Get the hell over it. Anyway. <laughs> and it's useful, so. Chris Kringle wins. Chris Kringle. Okay, this next one is the hard <laughs> one for me. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna pick, and Grace is pretty much just like Carly's very conflicted, and I don't care quite as much, only because I love chaos. <laughs> like, obviously, we know that you expect us to choose Scott, Scott Calvin, Calvin, Santa Claus. <laughs> but here's but the thing: with Grace and Carly, <laughs> Jack Frost, though Martin Short <laughs> in a bad movie, because the third. The Escape Clause <laughs> is a bad movie. No, it's a great movie. Grace. But he brings so much panache. I invented Jill. Oh my god. He turns the North Pole into New York <laughs> damn city. He sings, he sings North Pole, North, North Pole. Which confession time, guys? I didn't know there was a song called New York, New York. I thought it was just North Pole, North Pole. It was a song that they made for the third Santa Claus for so long of my life. And then I was like, oh, that's, oh, okay. Well, now I get it. And it's more of a funny joke. I gotta say, I think that Jack Frost has a stronger vision for the North Pole than he Scott He destroyed Cowardice. magic, but he did it with Vanessa. Now, he is more despotic. <laughs> He's I trying to take people's really money. Him. He's trying to take people's money, but he has more of a plan. <laughs> Scott Calvin is literally cannot get his ish together until, like, the, end of the, the third, third movie. movie. <laughs> and like, he- that's too long. You took so much time to figure this out. Although, you know what I will say? He was I'm mostly points Because he did give his, his uh, ex-wife's husband... A weenie whistle, which is what he always wanted, and I feel like that was a classy move. That was. It was. But it's unrelated to Jack Frost, I think. (laughs) This one's unique because they actually do face off themselves, and I don't know. I mean, if I was hoping that Santa was real, and that someday, I don't know, I I would rather have the 
God, Calvin Santa. You're right. I don't want to pay to be on the nice list. That's bad. You're right. That is like pre-Reformation Catholic Church. So we don't we don't, don't want to do that. We don't want to do and that. And I got to be careful being like, they're both bad because that is exactly the argument that about a month ago I was like, don't even start with me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not arguing that with you. But, oh, oh my God. I'm all right. You I decide just, this I, one. I told you. I don't care. I love uh, chaos. I live for it. Oh, <laughs> no. I think I, I think I legally have to go with Scott Calvin Santa Claus because we're talking about the best Santa Claus. But I want to give Jack Frost mad points for being so like crazy in the yes sand and the way that he decked out the North Pole was exactly how I want my house to look, like just like crazy Christmas everywhere, 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 and those like that little Santa blow up guy with the wiggly arms. I'm like, that's me. Extra points for the escape clause because it created the best modern Christmas banger, which is the greatest time of year by Hallie and AJ. If you haven't heard it, listen to it. It's great. Um, that has nothing to do with either Santa Claus, but kudos to the team that put that together because the movie was bad, but that song slaps. Slaps. All right. Our next one. Hot Santa versus the Santa Claus is coming to town. Which I think is also not going to be super hard because here's the thing. With Grace and Carly. I love Kurt Russell. (laughs) And I love Goldie Hawn. And I think they are the perfect couple. (laughs) But the Christmas Chronicles was bad. Is a bad, bad movie. movie. <laughs> it's so bad, and also racist and kind of fat, and not even kind of. It is fat phobic. It's racist and fat phobic in ways that like are subtle, but would have been easily corrected. Like this is this is the like subtle coding that I noticed, and I'm mad about. Is they get arrested? They go to Chicago. First of all. With this terrible teenager. God, he's such a horrible kid. I hate him so much. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to hate children, but God, he's awful. Also, this is just a ripoff of the Hocus Pocus movie. It is. It's a, it's a Christmas Hocus Pocus, and it's worse. <laughs> um, but the, the older brother, who is, like, the teenager, and he's sullen and whatever, is with Santa Claus, and they get arrested in Chicago. They're clearly downtown. They're in downtown Chicago. Business district. Nobody is walking around skyscraper downtown Chicago. They get arrested. That's not the problem. There's two black cops that arrest them. Also not the problem, unless we're going to talk about, like, you know, the police system in general, but that's a different podcast. Um, so two black cops. So we go out to the interrogation room, and one of them's interrogating Santa Claus, or Nick, or whatever they call him, and it's listed that he is a South Chicago police officer on his uniform, I'm like, why is that necessary? They are downtown. There's no reason for a southern Chicago police officer to be where they're at right now. Unless you are coding that, like, the only police officers who are black would be from the south side because that is where the predominantly black communities in Chicago are. Ah! It's dumb. And then there's another scene where they're in, like, the jailhouse and they do a big musical number, which is mostly fun, but then they have, like... Black women who are obviously coded as prostitutes, I, which is a perfect, or excuse me, sex workers. It's This is a long rant. I'm sorry. But, which is a fine profession to have, but they are, it's, it's not filmed that way. And also, they're like his backup singers in this band that they create in the jailhouse. And I shit you not, <laughs> they're all in jail cells. And they're in like the women's jail cell and the other guys are in the men's jail cell. But they are the only ones that are filmed from behind bars. Everyone else, the camera is inside the cell. So you're just looking at them in this 
little box. But they are filmed from, like, in front of the bars. And so, like, you see them, like, dancing on the jail bars. And I'm like, why did you need to do this? You could have not. You could have done anything else. Why did you have to do this? Anyway, and then so he makes bad. And then there's fat phobic so all over the place jokes. because he's hot Santa. And he's like, I'm hot Santa. And he's so. like, it's insulting that people think I'm fat. And you're like, what is the what? messaging here? <laughs> Don't do that. Ugh, so it's hot terrible. Santa. Bad. Hot Santa is bad, unfortunately. Again, I love you, Kurt Russell, but you're, you're, the movie, this is beneath you. The movie was not good. But the Santa Claus is coming to town, Santa. I adore. Very precious. I, oh, I love Lord. a little guy. I love that he teaches the, the winter guy, whatever, I forgot his name, um, to walk. Yeah. And he's like, you put oh one foot in front <laughs> of the other. <laughs> and he's just so nice. And he's like, why can't we all have toys? So he doesn't go through a journey kind of like Noel does. No. But he's just so good. He's very <laughs> gentle and good hearted. And he, he listens to people. Like the way he works with the, um, the snow. I I can't believe I can't remember his name. It's the oh, the, he's the the, the warlock. winter warlock. The winter yes. warlock. Mm-hmm. That's his name. The way he works with the winter warlock, it's like it's he's like this scary monster, and he's like, well, listen, let's just take this bit by bit, and then we'll work through your trauma. And then here's a toy. <laughs> and here's a toy. <laughs> I'm like, how it's such goodness. And also the wedding scene between him and Clarice is so, so beautiful. beautiful. I don't want to get married in winter, but if I ever had to, I wanted to look exactly like that. It's beautiful. It was... It's honestly probably the best stop motion classic. It's the one I definitely pull out the most. I'm trying to think and I'm like, I, I do love, oh my goodness. <laughs> I love A Year Without a Santa Claus, but we can't talk about the Santa Claus and that he's barely in it. It's the Heat Miser, sh- Snow Miser show. Absolutely. Which also, um, hear Mr. White Christmas. <laughs> hear me out. Here's the thing. Heat Miser and Snow Miser, <laughs> Donald Trump and Joe Biden. With Grayson Carlin. <laughs> discuss amongst yourselves and and then and then if you are really interested we'll we'll set that up as a so here's the thing with grace and carly because there's a lot to unpack we can talk about it we could talk about it um so santa claus is coming to town town. winds flying colors absolutely all right our final four but not final four because they're not gonna actually all fight against (laughs) each other but the semi-finals semi-finals i don't do sports uh noel versus chris kringle Mm-hmm. From Miracle on 43rd Street. And then the Santa Claus Scott Calvin versus Santa Claus is coming to town. They're all named Santa. This is hard. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be tough <laughs> because they do all. Uh, they're starting to have the same names. Alrighty. Noel versus Chris Kringle. Noel's gonna lose. Noel's gonna lose. I love Noel, but the movie is just flawed enough. And I think the the biggest reason Noel loses is that it's it's a little bit of a knockoff, like Kmart version of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Much love to the feminists who wrote Noel with the female Santa Claus. That was great, but the going and talking to a a, a young deaf girl is absolutely lifted for Miracle on 34th Street and it's done in a clunkier way in Noel. Yeah. Miracle on 34th Street, it's, he seals the deal, man, when like this girl comes up and, and the mom is like she's deaf, she just wants to, like she just wanted to come see you and it's it's lovely because like it's it's a good moment even if he doesn't talk to her but then he just like he launches into it, he just like starts talking to her in sign language like it's nothing 
And it's, it is, it's like, it's, it's as if it's nothing for him. He doesn't make a big show of it. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I'm going to talk to, like, I know a lot of languages. I'm going to talk to her in our language. Yeah. And that's just, that's Santa to me. Or that's the Santa that I want to exist. Yeah. Um, and... And he does it better than... And he does it better than Noelle, unfortunately. The script was written. I think because in in Miracle on 34th Street, they don't say that he learned all those languages, but they don't say that he didn't. And so you just assume, like, that's kind of what it takes to be Santa, is you -hmm. you learn all the languages so you can communicate with all the kids. And Noelle, it's like, oh, you're magically bestowed with all the languages (laughs) in the world. I'm like, okay. (laughs) That's a stress. Yeah. So, so Chris Kringle, Chris Kringle, Chris has got to win. He's got to win. He's going on to the finale. He's y'all. going on to the finale. Good job, Noel. I will say you did. You made it. We. I. I shoot the second level. So. I want to give Noel full amount of credit because because I love the attempt. I don't even know if I think the movie is that good, but I do love the attempt. I love any attempt to sort of diversify what Santa Claus and what Christmas can mean. And I'd see another one where they were like, a girl Santa. Yeah. I would, I'd definitely get behind it because I'm like, I could be girl Santa. Absolutely. <laughs> I love Christmas. Absolutely. We love that. We love yeah. girl Santa. We love that Disney is putting those role models in in kids' films. We mm. love Bill Hader and Billy Eichner. Billy. Inventive casting. Good job, um, Billy. <laughs> we gotta give Miracle on 34th Street. Yeah. The, or Chris Kringle. From Chris Kringle, he likes to be final. called. He does like to be called that. Or that's, I mean, that's his name. That's what he like. He's like, people call me different things everywhere, but like legally I'm Chris Kringle. <laughs> he has to do the paperwork for the department store because he's going to be the department store Santa. Yeah. Um, And so he puts Chris Kringle on there. Um. Alrighty, so the Santa Claus, Scott Calvin, versus Santa Claus is coming to town. Ooh, um, this I'm is not hard, not gonna actually. Say this is hard. Because, again, the Santa Claus is coming to town Santa is just good. Just so good. I know, I know he doesn't have any flaws, but he's so good. There's very little to criticize about the Santa Claus is coming to town Santa. I guess I can appreciate with Scott Calvin his whole sort of journey and arc. Yeah. Like, I, to give credit where credit is due, I, the Santa Claus movies always freaked me out because no. I, I hate physical transformation movies, <laughs> like rapid physical transformation <laughs> movies, which is funny because I love Evan Almighty. I don't know where that comes from. <laughs> but the, it does freak me out. Like, rapid physical transformation stresses me out for whatever reason. But I will give Scott Calvin as a character credit because being forced into the role of Santa Claus would be absolutely insane. insane. Especially if you didn't believe in Santa, you're like, this is a fake and it's a dream. And you're like, now it's real and you're him. And like the pressure, man. There's a lot of pressure. And then from your son, I grew up on those movies, so I do love them. They're great. Yeah. But I also grew up on the Santa Claus is Coming to Town movies, and he's so good. Really, the only critique of Santa Claus is Coming to Town is a larger, like, 
political critique and it's not even I don't even know if it's a real critique more just like this is what was socially going on is that like the Burgermeister Meister Burger is very obviously like a communist leader and so it's it's a bit it's it's a bit like what I would call like western propaganda <laughs> like the the beautiful like the hot-blooded American Santa Claus comes in and rescues the kids from the Eastern European villain who has like vaguely <laughs> vaguely Eastern European vaguely Jewish vibes and and like that is messy but it's also a product of its time and I've been watching this really interesting TikTok series total tangent of like how much anti-semitism seeps into like the villains of our classic stories and so like it's not it's not a probably conscious thing um it's just like a whoa that's what was happening there yeah. and like this is this is an example of like what america thought communism was and sometimes what communism was at this time in history but in terms of the character of santa but claus but santa claus himself taken away taken from, away from the bad context <laughs> him as a person who is trying to make these kids he's doing whatever he can to make sure that these kids are happy he is. He does his darndest to do that. He also, he gets very creative um, he when he's not. It, I, I find it to be a really fun story because I think it's interesting. I think stories become very interesting when characters are given roadblocks and then find more and more creative ways to get around them. I also think it was creative writing because a lot of these Absolutely. these traditions that had been happening w were not right. Do stockings actually come from a, a communist dictator <laughs> being like, you can't hang socks by the fire, or like you can't you can't, you can't get presents, toys. <laughs> you can't get toys, and so like they put their socks by the fire. To, no, no. But like this movie takes all of those different traditions and flying reindeers right. and all of these different things it gives, and it mashes it all it up into gives one it story. A whimsical, magical <laughs> story that might have been. Of course, yeah. that's not actually how it really was, no. but but it gives this idea that this Santa Claus was like, I'm creative and I can solve any problem that you wish. Merry exactly. Christmas to all and to all a good night. Oh, good night. And so I think Santa Claus is Coming to Town has to win. I honestly did not think Stop Motion was going to make it into the finale, but here we are. I did. <laughs> Carly was like, I want to make it happen. Make it happen. <laughs> so I think we're giving the, giving the win to Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Did he go? He went by a different name because when he was young, he didn't really like know Chris? he was... I think he also he went by Chris. also Chris Kringle. Yeah, because the Kringles. Because the little guy, the little elf that yes! adopted him, their names <laughs> were so Kringle. true. But then he had to switch his name and grow a beard because they were after him, and that's when he changed that's it to Claus. Name, to right. Santa Claus. You're so right. That is what happened. Yeah. So for the finale, it is the Kr Battle of the Kringles! Or the Chrises. The Kringles. The Chris we didn't plan Kringles. this out. No, we really didn't plan that out. <laughs> But it is the battle of the Kris Kringles, which is, I, we're, we're going for very, we, we landed very fundamental Santa Clauses <laughs> in our finale. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I'm going to be fine with it. The classics just do it really well, except Especially for Rudolph for whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, Rudolph Santa, you lose. You, if we're going to go down and like pick second, third, and fourth, like, 
Rudolph is last you every lose. time. Rudolph. Rudolph Santa is worse than Jack Frost. Legitimately yes. worse than yeah. Jack Frost is Santa Absolutely. Claus. Absolutely. I'm not going <laughs> to argue anyone on that. I'm firm in my stance. <laughs> and I'm going to support her. So that's two against whoever you are, randos. Yeah. I mean, we love our listeners. You guys are great. You guys are great. Keep listening. I know. I feel like we, we abuse you a lot. We're like, if you have this opinion, you're wrong and shut up. <laughs> Even though you have no voice on this podcast, you still should shut up. <laughs> Um, we don't actually mean that there is room for dissent, just not on the Rudolph Santa Claus. No, because he's the worst. if we don't agree with that, then... Or if we agree on that, then we're fine. Okay. Battle the Battle of the Kris Kringles. I think this is probably a little tough because you are more familiar with Santa Claus's coming to town and I am more familiar with... <sighs> this is true. Near on 34th Street. <laughs> Come down to a debate. <laughs> I know. I... <laughs> I do like Santa Claus's coming to town, and I I think it is correct for him to have gotten so far from his side of the bracket. Yeah. Nothing beats Richard Attenborough as Santa <laughs> for me, though. I just... That whole monologue that he has with Dory, they're about to go on TV, I think. And and he's like, he asks her if she believes in him. And she's like, I believe in you as a symbol. I mean, it's a good answer, but he's like, you're going to be my test. Like, if I can get you to sort of abandon your own self-doubt. And, and that's, I, I think I love it so much because there's so much that is almost ineffable about him as Santa Claus and he's so coy with his own processes that you you almost can suspend your disbelief and you're like if you can believe in sort of a a vast swath of magic um it's I feel like it's a more subtle magic it is it's a more subtle magic and it's a more it's like a Lord of the Rings magic as opposed to a Harry Potter magic in that magic can be accessed, but not all the time, only in certain moments and only by certain people. Because, mm-hmm. um, like, Gandalf can't just, like, wave his wand and make things happen. Um, or wave his staff and make things but happen. Harry Potter can. Harry Potter can. <laughs> um, and so, like, the magic in Miracle on 34th Street is so much more, like, whimsical and I think and it makes it ancient. M- more special because it isn't just always there it's exactly there when you need it's it. there when you need when it you most desperately that's the moment where he's in the court case it, but... he's like <laughs> he's like well i cannot make this reindeer fly <laughs> like that's what i thought the only fly is on christmas eve <laughs> he's like that never occurred to me but the reindeers don't fly they don't just they're not flying reindeer it's just the magic of christmas that like which I, like, you know, they never really explain it, but they set it up in a way that makes that okay. I also love how incredibly human he is. And he does have flaws that end up, like, he has to, <coughs> excuse me, he has to acknowledge them um, in order to, in order to believe in himself again and in order to win the court case that they wind up in. But, like, the, the amount... How hard he takes it when his mental stability is taken into question and his safety around children is taken into question. Like, he's like, I just, maybe, maybe it's better if people just think, oh no, he's not the real Santa Claus. He's a, he's a he's fraud. A he's, he's crazy because, because I want to preserve that goodness for children. I don't want the name of Santa Claus to be wrapped up in all of this. It's... 
Oh. <laughs> oh. It's beautiful. Uh, Grace made really good points. <laughs> I love Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to say that there's some deep moments in Santa Claus is coming to town, but there aren't really. It's relatively surface, although it is beautiful. Like It's beautiful. And like the claymation is fun because you're like, oh, look at this classicness that is coming. Mm-hmm. And then, and the story does have a whimsical, magical, everything is going to be okay and good, feel good movie feel. Right. And then when you're looking for a good, like, hour long Christmas special, that's. Like, that's the one you turn to. That's what or you the Grinch, do. but that's a different story. <laughs> That is, yes. It's a whole different thing. That's a we whole could have a whole episode about, like, the various iterations of the Grinch. And, like, I remember my family were watching it last night. And I was like, honestly, the older I get, the more everything that the Grinch says and does makes sense. No, like, Grace. The Who's kind of suck. They're, no, Grace. They're really loud, okay? No, Grace. It's Christmas. That's when you go all out and you get excited about every second. They give the Grinch a lot of credit for (laughs) tricking a two-year-old girl. And I'm like, she's two. (laughs) Let's maybe not bring out the symbols for this. (laughs) He was able to trick a baby. (laughs) It's not that hard. Depends on which version you watch. It's true. She's a little bit older in the live action one. Not much, though. She's still like five. It's like, it's not that much harder to trick a five-year-old than it is to trick a two-year-old. Their brains aren't developed. (laughs) But. But Santa Claus Coming to Town is good. It is good. It's lovely. It's It's sweet. It's feel good. I feel good after watching and I go sing the song around the house and (laughs) I mean, I don't learn anything from it. I mean, you learn sort of the spirit of giving. I think Santa Claus is Coming to Town does a very simplistic, like, the 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 merits of giving and having a generous heart and, and your life being sort of in devotion to the service of others. I think that's a wonderful message. I, like, I my family didn't watch anything, really, when I was a kid that didn't have, like, super, super strong, like, moral messaging. <laughs> so, like, the fact that we watched this at all, there's, like, really good, really good strong values that are simple for children to understand. So, as, like, a children's special, this one is great. Because Miracle on 34th Street, I will say this, I loved it as a kid, but watching it as an adult, I'm like, there's like eight different things in here that are happening that I didn't understand. The Santa was drunk? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) So if you're a child, the Santa Claus is coming to town one wins. Correct. But But if if you're an adult... (laughs) If you grew up loving Christmas and like now you're an adult, like what really, really holds up really well... (laughs) Is Miracle on 34th Street. And I want to give it credit because it makes Grace believe in Santa a little bit. Not a lot. Santa's not real. Sorry, children. Sorry, children. <laughs> children shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> Probably not. Um, You should be 14 to listen to this podcast. So the fact that Grace is like, but Santa, and like gets into the spirit makes me want to give it <laughs> mega points. Because I'm over here like... Yeah, Christmas and Santa and reindeer and all those fun things. I don't believe in Santa Claus. It's fine. But, like, the spirit and the joy and the 
crazy everything about Christmas. So the fact that like Grace gets on board with me in this movie like makes me want to give it points. I'm hypercritical and... of everything. I would like to say I wasn't devoid of like happiness and joy in my childhood. My family did a nice thing where we like really hyped up St. Nicholas Day and they were like they were like yeah the like actual Catholic saint that started this whole legend. And we like filled the shoes on or our parents filled the shoes on December 5th and we woke up in the morning and we had like candy and like gift cards and whatever in the shoes and it's like oh who left it there it was saint nicholas <laughs> we like read a book about saint nick it was great i they did a good job although i did <laughs> tell people when i was a little kid that santa claus wasn't real and i look back and i'm like that was my lowest moment my darkest moment as a human was when i went around in like second grade being like santa isn't real you're dumb for believing <laughs> no, in santa <laughs> apparently my mom was saying that's how me <laughs> My best friend in elementary school, Jesse, became friends because neither of us believed in Santa and it was like our mission to educate the masses. Because <laughs> when you're a kid, you're like, when you're a kid and you don't believe in Santa, you look at it and you're like, well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and you have no nuance. And so... But if you are a kid who believes in Santa... It's devastating. I feel so bad. Like... I, will, you I believe in Santa as far as you can. I apologize to everyone, specifically Vinny, if you're out there. I'm so sorry. I was so mean about this, and I shouldn't have been. I was the I was the asshole. You you get you get to bring this up and be like, Grace was mean to me in the future if you ever want to. Um, but Miracle on 34th Miracle. Street does make me, if I ever were to believe in Santa, I'm like, I believe in that, that Santa, version that version of Santa. Even the way he talks about reaching every house at every night, they don't try to over explain. They just kind of talk about how if you had sort of the magic to slow time down without slowing yourself down. And I think I love that especially too, because he still does the work. Like, yeah. he still, and as part of what probably makes him so wise and seasoned, is he does go to every house and gives gifts at every house. It's just that it is slowed down to molasses, so he's able to do it, but he still does the painstaking work of going to every house. And if you unpack that further, of course, you're like, and visit every house because like poor kids don't get presents <laughs> and that's that's always the rough part of santa is like in the world that we live in today especially in an uber capitalist society how do you justify santa claus when like poor kids get socks for christmas and rich kids get ipads <laughs> and they're both from santa and he has a naughty and nice list that's the other thing that miracle on 34th street doesn't do he doesn't have the naughty and nice list that's not there's a non-issue in the film and i love that because i don't think you should judge a child like you can't judge a child on like naughty versus nice i guess on that like spectrum but i do think that uh, many parents enjoy the fact that they can tell their children to be nice <laughs> during the christmas season it's true i think that that's do a good thing to have that, like a... <laughs> my mom did that but she didn't pull punches she didn't use santa as a shield she dead <laughs> ass was like if you're mean to your sister one more time i will take one of your presents away i myself the gift giver will take your presents away she was cold blooded and it worked you know what i didn't say a single 
don't mean thank Katie after that. <laughs> okay, well, I'm still applied by the be good or Santa won't come. And I will say that I feel like that did, all you had to do was threaten me. And they're like, don't be bad. And I'm like, all right. All right. They're like, I didn't give you the or if. And I'm like, no need, ma'am. No, no need. need. <laughs> so I will say it works for some. That's super funny. <laughs> But like, all that to say, I think I as long as Carly is okay with it. I think I, I have to surrender to and I don't say surrender in a mean way because I am actually on board with this Santa. <laughs> I say that like I'm devastated. I'm like, nah, like give it to him. He's great. Yeah, he's great. He's great. All he Santa did it at the very beginning with the little kid. <laughs> it's the judge that you find out later is like the judge for the Santa case and, and they're standing at a crosswalk. <laughs> And the kid's like, ask him, Grandpa. And the judge is like, Ryan, that's enough. <laughs> and he looks at Chris Kringle and he's like, oh, he thinks you're Santa Claus. And, and Chris looks at him and then he laughs. He's like, ah! And they have a good laugh. And he leans down to the kid and he's like, I am. And then walks across the street. That's and horrifying. Like, what style? I love it. That's terrible. That's traumatizing. Take the win away from him. I think I also like, I, I think I also like that Chris Kringle so much because he's, I don't know, he has a bit of a temper. He doesn't have a lot of patience with like people who are mean to children or people who don't take the job of Santa Claus seriously. <laughs> he, he'll let him have it. I'm like, I get that. I'd like to jump back real quick because all of this talk has reminded me that hot Santa is the worst again. And I did want to jump back one more time <laughs> because at the end of the movie the- <laughs> Oh my god, he does that's right, he does the thing. Um yes. To beat a dead horse at the <laughs> end of the movie, after they've been like, we need the hat for magic. Spoiler alerts, guys. He just doesn't need the hat for magic, and all of this could have just, like, not happened because there was no problem at all. Exactly. Mrs. Claus <laughs> just, just, like, sent him a new hat. But even the hat, the hat had no magic powers. The hat powers. had no magic He just it. has the magic powers. There's nothing to do with left. the hat. Like he, he just lied to these children. That's right. He gives the hat to the kid and he's like, don't you need this to fly? And he's like, no. <laughs> this was all a game to make you, like, to make you stronger or, like, teach Believe. you a lesson. Which, I don't know if y'all have seen, I had to show Carly this right after this. The Mad TV sketch where they do the end of Wizard of Oz. And Glinda is like, you could have gone home the whole time. And Dorothy's like, I could have what? <laughs> She's like, all you had to do was click your heels. And she's like, click my heels. And I just had to go back because we were talking about the magic of Santa and the time travel and all of that made yes. me remember that, like, hot Santa's it's, the worst. It's so poorly executed. I, I will say this, hot Santa as a Santa is not the worst because no, Rudolph Santa fine. is the meanest no, yeah, Santa. No, yeah, Santa's the meanest. He at least, like... Hot Santa worst. is, like, immature, but he's fun. But like, I, I, I like him mostly... But he's kind of funny. He's kind of funny. He'll be better, I'm sure, in the new one with Goldie Hawn. <laughs> yeah. Goldie Hawn is funnier than Kurt Russell. I the, hate to say it, but she is the she's last, the best. The last two minutes where Goldie Hawn's like, what'd you do tonight, you do honey? Today? It was the best part because Goldie <laughs> Hawn is a national treasure. Um, 
but but I did have to talk about the magic of Santa. The magic time. of the what is that one called? The Christmas Chronicles. The magic yeah. of the Christmas Chronicles is a damn mess. Yeah, and that I think is maybe where we landed with a lot of these. I except for Narnia Santa, and that's just because he's in it he's for, so in little, for so little. Is like the really the solid ground of the magic of the world really brought people to the end of this <laughs> because yeah. like. Some of these movies really do fall apart a bit. Even the Santa Claus, which I do like, um, some of the magic does fall a little bit apart. And the way, I, a lot of it is in the way that they try to deliver presents to all the kids around the world. And they're like, we put all the stuff in this big sack. And like, I didn't hate that magic. It wasn't the worst. I didn't, I, I, I like the idea that it's not a giant sack like the one from the Polar Express. That's right. The one from the I'm Polar like, Express impossible. is the stuff. Speaking of, I think we should, okay. <laughs> big, big applause moment. Um, Miracle on 34th Street, Chris Kringle wins. wins. Yay! Yay! Chris Kringle won our Santa showdown. Richard Attenborough would be proud. I think he passed recently, oh. so... Um, it will dedicate this episode to Richard Attenborough. Thank, Thank you for you bringing for us the magic Santa. of Santa Claus. You're the best. And also, Literally. I think we should take just a tiny bit of time to talk about a Santa we didn't put on this list, but yes. it's objectively ridiculous, which is the Santa for the Fuller. <laughs> this is your bonus Santa. This is your bonus Santa. In the last few minutes, we're going to give you the bonus oh, here's Santa. the thing. With Grace and Carly. This Santa Claus. <laughs> I just Tom Hanks everywhere. It's first of all, it's just Tom Hanks. It's an animated Tom Hanks, but the Santa has a face of like a 29-year-old man, but it's covered in a white beard. His face is young, but his hair is old. And it's so disturbing. Also the like fanatic following of Santa like when he comes out and everybody's like chanting yeah! I'm like is this a cult? <laughs> yes. The is elves, it a cult? The elves are a cult. The elves in that movie are a cult and also they're based off of what is the sing? Is it Steven Tyler that they're all based off of? Because he sings in it. Yeah And they does. all kind of look like <laughs> Steven <laughs> Tyler. It's weird man and then the present sack. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> proportionally the size, which honestly, it probably isn't even proportionally the size of gifts for every child oh, no. in the world. Oh, no. But it is the giantest damn sack. That one makes no sense. Someone come up with Mary Poppins technology. Like That's what they did in the Santa Claus movies, and she hated it. So I, I win, Grace loses. Here's the thing with Grace and Carly. It's, it's not, I don't think it's the sack. I think it's the, it's the actually physically flying around the world in the in real time that is like okay the time travel fine but the sack you lose (laughs) no no i i don't have issues with that particular sack okay per se okay great i do have issues with the polar express sack the polar express sack is objectively ridiculous how would you find the stuff Exactly. And then also, I mean, this kid is dumb. He's like, I would like a bell. Please and thank you, Santa. Which feels like a slap in the face to Billy, who's never received a real present in his life. And then this one, like, wealthy kid gets to get the present for Christmas. Like, the first present of Christmas. And he asks for a freaking bell. And Billy's like, ask for something better, dude. Damn. Also, also... I could do a whole podcast myself on, probably going to make a TikTok about this later, (laughs) 
about the whole scene where the little girl, who is mostly a very empowering character, has this whole scene with the, like, Christmas Comes to Town song where she's trying to convince this kid, Billy, how great Christmas is. And she doesn't get it. She doesn't get that he is too poor for presents. And he keeps trying to tell her. She's like, presents for the children, wrapped in red and green. He's like, all the things I've heard about but never really seen. And then she keeps singing. And I'm like, girl, stop. He's poor. Do you not get it? Also, why are the parents not confused when a random bell shows up under their tree that they didn't put there. They, should they don't concerned. believe in Santa, so where did this bell, did come, this from? bell come from? Where did the bell Are come from? Are you not curious at uh, you all? You don't ask any follow-up questions. You're like, huh, Santa gave you a broken bell. Like, How weird. <laughs> ask some questions. That's creepy. And if you don't weird. believe in Santa, who gave your who damn gave son the bell? bell? Where did it come from? Ask ridiculous. some questions. He's just like, too bad, kid. And let's go to church. Um, I tell you who the best character in that movie is, though, is the trains kid. <laughs> and you know what kind of train this is? <laughs> yes. Look at all those toys. I want all of them. <laughs> Everybody that knew wins. that kid. Everybody knew that kid in elementary school. Most relatable kid ever. You think of that kid and you know a person who was that kid. Unless you were that kid. In that case, I got nothing to say. In that case, I'm sorry, but I hope you matured. (laughs) (laughs) He was the best, though. He kept things interesting. The most relatable. He was the most relatable. (laughs) I like that it was in the sack and he's like, all I got was a bunch of socks and underwear. What are you guys doing? Look at your present. Which is funny because as a kid, that's so relatable. And then as an adult, I'm like, I put underwear on my Christmas list this year because I don't want to buy it myself. Oh, yeah. Underwear is expensive. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, mom, please go find sales. You're better at it than I am. (laughs) Socks every year because in about a year they wear out. And I'm like, oh, ask for socks socks again next Christmas. Like, I I love getting socks for Christmas now, but I don't have to ask for them because I know my family's going to come through for the socks. My family always goes to the Fred Meyer Black Friday half uh, months. I mean, not this year because, like, COVID and death. Right. But usually, usually. it's like, I know my mom's going to go Black Friday shopping. She's going to get the socks, you so I don't have to wake up, up and get it. The socks. And I know I'll get it for Christmas. Exactly. All right. Well, we're at the 52-minute mark. Do we do we let class out a little bit early? We let class out a little early because we held them too late and they didn't get to hear we the We held them past the bell last time. So, so Chris Kringle <laughs> from Miracle on 34th Street, once again, applause to you. You did it. You win. You're the best Santa. And we will Nobody see fought. you all yes. next yeah, make sure to Week. give us a follow on wherever you listen to Spotify. Wherever you listen to Spotify, <laughs> wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I need to look at the list to see where all <laughs> this is posted. We're learning. I know it's on Spotify, which is where probably most of y'all are listening. So listen to us on Spotify. Give us a follow, follow? at dot dot dot. So here's the thing with Grace and Carly. <laughs> but on Spotify, Actually, it's just dot dot. Here's the thing. So, so ignore um, that last part. But I just have to say it's it. a very important part of the title. Um, and then I think we're also on um, Apple Music mm-hmm. and uh, a few other podcast listening services. Yeah. We'll so have a more full list last time. Find us, yep. listen to us. Yeah. And then Check. let us know. Let us message know. us. Message Talk us. Talk to us. Give us subjects. Chat we us. love it. Follow us on, on the socials. I am Grace Finds Beauty on Instagram. Um, um, I'm uh, Carly Rhymble. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, and and we'll have another fun subject for you again next week. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. All right. That was the thing. Catch you on the flippity With flip. With Grace and Carly. With Grace and Carly. <laughs> Bye. Bye.